I can't believe I'm saying that. This has been years in the making. Okay, maybe not years, but months. This has been on my mind before I moved, but I'm just so excited to finally get... Why do they have to do that? Why? But I'm just so excited to finally get into this, and I just hope you guys take something from this episode. My goal is to just have difficult conversations with different people whether they agree with me on things or not but just things that are important to me I want to have these difficult conversations to open up to make them more talked about so you're comfortable talking to somebody else about them or so you just don't feel like you're alone there's a lot of things that we go through on a day-to-day basis or just throughout our lives that are hard and I just want everyone to feel and be heard and that's my goal with this podcast and all the guests I bring on so without further ado I'm gonna let Hannah and I get into it don't mind me I was real corny and stiff at the beginning but we got into it this is only my second recording I've done so being in the driver's seat the host pressure was on me I'm not gonna lie versus the few podcasts that I've been on as guests but I'm really excited about this journey and I hope you guys enjoy and let me know who else you want to hear from, what other topics you want to hear, but stay tuned for more. We're going to start putting out weekly episodes, so stay tuned. Spread the love. Love and create. Hey, everyone. Today, I am lucky to introduce you to Hannah. She is one of my friends that I actually grew up playing volleyball with. We've known each other since we were like 12, 13 years old. Long time. Yeah, so it's crazy to kind of see the evolution of that, but I'm lucky to have her on here. We, just to give us a little backstory on our relationship, we started playing club volleyball back when we were little kids together, and then she actually pursued beach, and I stayed with indoor, so most of high school we weren't really like in communication too much like we didn't see each other in person we didn't go to the same high school but we played on the same club team when we were younger and then she went to gcu to play beach so moved out here to arizona great place to be (laughs) that's the reason i came and visited out here um but then i went to notre dame we kind of went our separate ways but our core group of us there's like what like five of us or Mm -hmm. something yeah five six five six that have stayed in contact. We've been able to get together and do like little girls trips here and there, which has been awesome. But it's so cool to just like have a good group of girls that like our sport brought us together. And we didn't go to the same high school, didn't go to the same colleges, but like have been able to stay in contact. Because Hannah was a college athlete as well, and just kind of the relationship we've had, Hannah really is into fitness and nutrition. She actually is was a personal trainer and just is really big on all of that. So I wanted to have her on to kind of talk with us about our relationship with our sport, how our college experience was, just kind of nutrition, body image, all those things you go through as a female, as an athlete, just kind of being an individual. Um, And we'll also kind of touch on her moving out here since I obviously just recently moved away from home, but Hannah chose to do that for college, which was what I always wanted my game plan to be, but it didn't end up working that way. But she had the courage to do that and moved out here from Indiana back when she was, what, like 17 years old? Yeah, because it was early. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you you did come early. Yeah. So kind of made that decision early on, which is awesome because it's a big thing to move away, especially Hannah's from a smaller town than very Belto. So I mean, Belto's Belto's still very small. <laughs> it is small. It is small, but smaller than that. Even smaller. Um, but yeah, so I'm just going to kind of dive into it. So first, before we dive into those kind of topics, I just want to ask you one general question to kind of intro, set the stage of where you're at. but what would you kind of like name this chapter of your life you're in right now and why Ooh, what i would name it um i would say in this era is like finding myself in a sense of like who hannah is because i feel like you can agree 
this in this certain stances of like volleyball has always been like your life and now that we're out of school and you know volleyball and athletics aren't every ounce of it and you're not micromanaged and everything like you have the freedom to kind of like be like who you are now I'm trying to figure out that and like what my interests are outside of like sports and kind of finding like my own identity again yeah and how kind of we can just jump right into it off of that how do you feel like going into personal training kind of like helped ease your way out of like being a college athlete but also might have kind of hurt you in a mental way of kind of sticking with that or just kind of the culture of being in a gym still yeah so um i feel like we've always done athletics you know working out that's like our time to kind of get away from like reality and kind of have um kind of like help our mental in a sense like working out being in the community love that aspect of working as a personal trainer having that gym that community that you can always like rely on um and your clients have building those like personals and stuff but uh, i think it also kind of like hindered my mental because it's like you're not doing it for you anymore it's you're doing it for the image you want your clients you you know maybe like your clients won't go to you if you don't look a certain way you know you're identified as like your body and like that's what you're you're I don't know, almost like your worth is um, dependent on that and like how you look and your image. And I feel like that plays a lot with like your mental too. Um, and it's not necessarily how good you are as a trainer, just how like your aesthetic looks. So I feel like that played like a big role in it too. So now that I'm kind of stepping out of that, I'm finding my own way back into like doing it for me, uh, which has been way better. Yeah. Do you feel like things have gotten, obviously being a personal trainer, like you had mentioned, is a little different than when we were college athletes, but do you feel like your mental around like your body image and yourself and like your nutrition, do you think that process has gotten easier for you since going through sports and then being a trainer? Or do you feel like moving into being a trainer it actually got harder of like how you viewed yourself and being a critic of what you looked like? Mm -hmm. I would say it goes, in, it went in waves. You know, sometimes it was really, really good, and other times it wasn't. I feel like my issue was that I, like, guilt trip myself a lot. Like, I'm supposed to be the example for all my clients. You know, I'm supposed to, like, to give them advice, and when I'm not taking my own advice 100%, I feel guilty in that. Um, so I feel like that's kind of, like, an issue that I fell short in. And then I have a tendency of when I'm exhausted, like I'll binge eat or I do all these, like, bad habits. And yeah. maybe that had, like, when we had, like, in school that we didn't really realize maybe at the time that I now realize because of their happening. <laughs> like, oh man, <laughs> this is, yeah. this seems way too familiar. <laughs> so I feel like that's like the biggest part too, which is falling back in those like bad habits or I don't know, feeling guilty in the sense of not being able to stay true to like what I'm, what advice I'm giving my clients. Yeah. No, I can see that being hard because you want to like give people advice and stuff and like, obviously nutrition and health like that's some everyday conversations we can have but like that was your job so you're like telling people like oh like moderation or like oh don't drink alcohol this or that and you're like oh I was just doing this and like <laughs> yeah. I'm not even taking my but you know we do that in all areas and we're like mm -hmm. it's all about balance and I, I try to like preach that too because I feel like other clients are so like other, like everyone's hard on themselves like you're your worst critic like you're always going to be so hard on yourself so I try to give everyone like grace in that sense of like you know, let's have balance, like have those nights out, eat eat out with your friends and family and stuff when they come into town. Because I feel like there was a point where I wouldn't ever do that. Yeah. I went to it where I, I took it too far and it's like, you gotta enjoy life. Yeah, yeah. kind of hold you back from even being able to do things. And mm -hmm. I definitely have been there or have had friends who have been like so far into like eating disorders where they don't even hang out with their friends because they're like I don't want to be tempted by the food or be in mm -hmm. those situations where people are asking me why I'm not eating which is like crazy that something so like small in a sense can like take over our whole lives and be something that we're constantly thinking about and it's crazy how those things kind of come in waves yeah and I, especially like for females, I feel like too, like our sports, I feel like, I don't know, I, especially like beach volleyball, we're not wearing a lot of clothes too. I mean, right. even like spandex and everything, like you're showing a lot. So it's like, I feel like that's such a more sympathy yeah. thing. Yeah. To kind of backtrack into that, when was like the first time that you 
felt like you started to like worry about your image specifically even in like sport and whatnot like when did you either somebody had said something to you that kind of stuck with you or something you personally like saw in yourself or just like do you remember like the day that you just kind of like hmm maybe like I do care a little more about like what I look like or I need to watch this or that mm -hmm. it was so crazy I never even like in club and stuff I always just ate what we ate whatever we wanted like whatever um didn't really care about my body didn't like view myself in a negative way ever until probably like the end of my freshman sophomore year um when I feel like a lot of the girls on the team had eating disorders college and college college yeah sorry in like college um you know like no carbs at all or like you can't eat sugar like just like starving or just not eating and then I was like, oh, then I started questioning myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I don't need to do that. Or like, you know, even the best athletes, they were doing that. Or like they had, you know, body dysmorphia and all this. And like, so I was like, oh, maybe I need to do this to be better. Yeah. Type of deal. Was that the case for you or how, what was that for you? Yeah, for me, actually, it was a little earlier on. I feel like I was not relative to sport, but I feel like I was a little self-conscious or aware of my body because I was always so much taller than everyone <laughs> so like middle school I would say there were some comments some kid made to me in like elementary school that stuck with me I remember but then like middle school just being like taller than everyone and I was wearing like women's clothes not like teen like I was not wearing like packs on I was wearing like women's like express like size yeah. like two four in like middle school so I was like a big little girl <laughs> I wasn't big by any means but yeah. like compared to most people, but for me, it actually happened in high school, so I've kind of had my ups and downs with it, so kind of speaking to what you said about who you're surrounded by, because in high school, I had a couple close friends who went through eating disorders as well, so I think seeing them, paying attention to what they were eating, like starting to count my calories, like restricting carbs, like you said, I definitely had like an unhealthy relationship with food, probably like my freshman, sophomore year of high school, and then it like got better. And I would go in like ebbs and flows. I'm also an emotional eater. I feel like you and yes, I really oh really my gosh. Gosh. We really Very much so. But like my grandpa passed away like my junior year of high school and that was like hard for me. And just like other things you go through. So I like had my ups and downs. Um, but then definitely put on like a little more weight and was like comfortable with it my junior and senior year. And then I went to college. College, like coaches definitely wanted you to like look a certain way and I didn't look that way and like I used to have to do like extra sprints after like my individual practices one spring and like basically my coach like called me fat like mm -hmm. in ways of not but like basically yeah. saying that so it was weird because instead of like resorting to like the type of eating disorder I mean, I was never diagnosed, but, like, I would consider in high school, like, being super restrictive. Mm -hmm. And occasional binge, but, like, nothing. Um, but, like, college, I just, like, was a big stress eater, an emotional eater, like we were mentioning. And so I just, like, would eat my stress. And he would be making me work out more, so I'd be, like, hungrier. Yeah. So, like, it really didn't help, and I never really, like, lost the weight or anything. Um, it just definitely took a toll on my mental health. Mm -hmm. um, well, I feel like when your mental isn't good too, like your body realizes right. that too. And like right. Reaction. And the big thing you had mentioned, like eating a lot when you're tired and stuff. Like once I saw that, that's like an actual like fact that like you crave more food because like your body mm -hmm. wants energy and it doesn't know if it like needs sleep or food or what. Because I think college, obviously, most athletes are emotionally or just exhausted yeah. in general because we're up all day, all night. So I think from like school and volleyball and just being so busy all the time and not getting much sleep and just being constant go, like I was just always eating. Cause it's like, I always thought I had like a big appetite and whatnot. And then crazy when I had like my back surgery and then stopped playing and just like had a whole year of basically all I could do was like walk. And so you had a lot of surgery yeah. through a lot too. That yeah. Like a so then after that, I like had lost my like athlete appetite and like I look like think back to how much food I was eating and like constantly eating. <laughs> it's like crazy. I cannot even imagine like trying to eat that much food today. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was kind of a side comment. <laughs> but long story short, yeah, it kind of hit me in high school. And then a little bit again in college 
But I would say it's always been kind of hard. Like you had touched on injuries and whatnot. I think that played into like my body image as well, like being unhealthy and then losing weight, like gaining weight and those kind of things. So it's hard. It's hard yeah. being a female. It's hard being an athlete. Just like the pressure in general of just being like an athlete alone, let alone yeah. like a student athlete and then being a female on top of that. And then you have your own life and personal things. It's, right. it's a lot. Especially yeah. I feel like we're so young when we go into college too that we don't understand how to handle those things. Yeah. And we don't have the tools to do that. I feel like now we talk about like podcasts and like mental health, we like work yeah. are able to like work on that more. And yeah, I had no talk for that. <laughs> there was no listening to a podcast in college and there were books that I would have loved to read and would have helped me so yeah. much, but I just didn't have the time. Right. But yeah, no, it is. And it is sad because I feel like if we could kind of educate like high schoolers or even middle schoolers and then like as kids go to college, like more, I'm like what I feel like you and I like to like dig into now like mm-hmm. I would have felt like I had like a little armor going yeah. into like our experiences but like man I felt like I was like thrown into the fire yes well I even like think about too of like like I feel like now for younger generations they also have to like, say like social media and the like, comparison yeah. too I feel like we just kind of got that when we were in college right. I feel like it wasn't really a huge thing in yeah. high school like we post it whatever but yeah. like it was the innocent time. Instagram yeah we had the it, innocent Instagram we that did. I miss we do yeah oh those yeah. are the days well, besides like body image, what were some other struggles you felt like you went through either through your college experience or just like being an athlete in general? Hmm. Besides body image and like binge eating, I would say I the just like the emotional aspect. Um, I don't know, like we were talking about like the mental of being able to like cope with things. Um, I feel like we had so much going on and just not knowing how to handle it. I feel like I was a very like hothead when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of brought that into like college and just like having just so much frustration and build up from things and just like not understanding and yeah. then bring it out in court and then like projecting on people. And like, I look back and I was like, like what? <laughs> like I'm like embarrassed for myself. I'm like, why did you do that? Which I understand. Like I like try to give my younger self like grace in a sense too, because like right. we didn't know any better. We're in like survival mode at that stage of life. But just kind of wishing that I would take the time to have like more tools and like resources to kind of like help me through those like mental yeah. aspects. No, I agree. I was not the hothead. I was like. Obviously, you know, you play me. I'm not like a crybaby, like on the court, but I just like take everything that people say to heart. So I think like my hardest thing was in college, like I looked up to my coaches so much because obviously, like, you know, we came from like small towns, like we didn't have the best coaches. We weren't like clubs that were known across the country, like all of that. And like I was going to a university that had really well-known coaches and I just thought everything they were going to say was true and was right and everything I should do and like so when they start telling me and critiquing me about all these things and like questioning if I even know how to play volleyball I'm like do I even know how to play volleyball I don't know so I like completely was just like broken down and then like had to kind of rebuild myself but I mean I'm thankful it got me to where I am today and like taught me so much about myself I'd say the same about like the injuries I went through and like the mental toughness to like come back after those and came back early from both of those so it was just like a lot I think it's a lot more mental than people think it is like at that level at least for like college and I would assume like they're on after obviously I don't play professionally but like mm-hmm. everybody's good when you go into college and when we're growing up we're probably like the best on our team and we're just like playing to play and like college is like a whole different game so yeah oh absolutely <laughs> frank has got the zoomies <laughs> he's got the zoomies for your college experience kind of going into like moving away i know to me you've kind of always talked about that you wanted to get away from being from a small town mm-hmm. um with your experience do you ever kind of 
wonder what it would have been like if you went closer to home or what were kind of the benefits you saw of moving away so young? Yeah. Um, I feel like I always wanted to go somewhere warm. I have never been a fan of the cold. <laughs> I just like, I have never liked it. Never been that person. Um, so I always knew I wanted to go somewhere warm, but I feel like even my dad wanted me to say at least on the East Coast. He did not want me on the West Coast at all. That was like, what was his, it. just far or what was his reason? Far, there's a lot of weird people on the West Coast. <laughs> I'm like, that's my vlog, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> that's, that's not my people. Yeah. <laughs> and it just like, I feel like because he's the type of person, when he's like familiar, if he likes something, he's gonna stick to it. And like, he's familiar with like, you know, the Midwest, East Coast. He, you know, wants his daughter to stay in clothes, whatnot, um, which I totally understood. But I am so happy I left and chose Arizona. And now they love coming out here. Like he, I feel like now that they've been out here and experienced that, they love, they love it too. Yeah. But I feel like for me, I wanted to do something like completely opposite, like just but no one has done, especially in my like hometown or whatever, just go like as far as I could. Um, but parts of me like I miss home like it was hard like because I when I first came out here um I graduated high school early and I never even met the girls on the team I didn't know anyone and you're going straight into season straight into season yeah, spring yeah and so that's straight into like college season you know no prep no anything and I'm just like oh, do do? you know like <laughs> do this and then it's like hammer it's like you know the girls and I are on the same page, have different views and values, and then, you know, coaching and all this, and it was really difficult. Yeah. Uh, but I think um, one thing that I do appreciate about myself, I was very hard-headed, that I think that's what got me at least through that freshman semester um, until summer, because it went by pretty fast, but um, there was times where I called back home and I was like, wow, I wish I was just to drive home or yeah. just like, I want like just a home cooked meal or, you know, just like to have that face to face. And, um, I was fortunate that my parents like were able to come out and like visit here and there like on tournaments. But even I felt like, I don't know about you, but even when your parents did come visit, you didn't really get time with them or like, yeah. you know, couldn't really like have that. So um, it was definitely difficult at first, but I overall I'm so I feel like it made me such like a bigger person and like I had to grow up fast. I was like, hey, you have no other choice. Which is, like you have to do it on your own. like your car breaks down, you gotta figure it out. You know, think like it's not like, hey, dad, what should I do? Yeah. You know, because I would do that for no, all the time. I'm still calling my dad. What's this? What does this form mean for my taxes? <laughs> grow quick so and I appreciate all of it and I'm I'm so happy like the weather here and obviously I stayed out after yeah, clearly like yeah I, I love it out here um I just feel like there's so many things to, like explore and also different like cultures I, I feel like going to college out here I had a Czech a girl from Czech Republic Australia like one well, from Chicago but just like from all over and just different viewpoints and stuff and I just think I was so small-minded in a small town yeah. at the time, so I feel like I grew so much from that. Yeah, no, I think that's huge. That's one thing I feel like I appreciate in like all my connections or relationships with people is like, obviously you want commonalities, but at the end of the day, like I think there's so much more to it when you have like different viewpoints or just different upbringings that can kind of bring something different to the table. It just like opens your eyes, and I feel like college did that for me as well, even though. I was close to home. Most people at Notre Dame were like not from our area. So yeah. like having people there coast to coast and just like making friends with different types of people from all walks of life is just like so eye-opening to like mm -hmm. what our little minds like think yeah. we know yeah. at like 16, 17 years old. Like it's crazy. And I'll see kids like that age now. Like that sounds so young to me and I'm not even old, but that just <laughs> yeah. sounds so young and I like see them and I just remember I thought I had it all figured out too and like yeah. was an adult and I'm like, I'm not even an adult now. I'm not even an adult. still trying to figure it out. But we were so sure. We were oh, so yeah. sure of ourselves. So we're like, right? oh, I got this. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Did you like being close like the home? I think in the end I did appreciate it. The cold, absolutely not. Yeah, That's why I wanted I wanted to go away too. Give me the sunshine. <laughs> but Notre Dame was obviously a good education, so at the end of the day I chose that because I knew volleyball wasn't gonna be forever. Yeah. Um 
And I also always say if Notre Dame was in any better location than South Bend, Indiana, I probably would have failed out because I would have skipped class to be like advocates or something. Yeah. And Notre Dame is not a school that you can skip class and yeah, like no. be okay. At, at least for me. At least for me. I was struggling there. I would say I'm a pretty smart person, like did well in high school naturally, mm-hmm. but I was like the dumb of the dumb at Notre Dame. <laughs> So that was, but no, it was good. And I think also because I wanted to dive into this with you a little bit too of like COVID and what college and like life was like after that. But mm-hmm. I think I really appreciated being close to home when COVID happened because I still had like a year and a half. And it was just nice to be able to like get away because I don't know about for you guys here, but things were pretty strict for us at Notre Dame, especially when we were still playing. So then I felt like I had like no outlet or no escape and was like isolated. So at least being like close to my family kind of kept me sane at times. Um, But yeah, I think it definitely played out well. And then I think it gave me like the courage to leave now, like since I moved out here now. So I think the fact that I did prioritize my family and spend so much time with them the past couple of years, I was more confident to move away and try something new for myself because yeah. I knew I like put my time into my relationships with my family. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to jump back to the COVID thing, I because you obviously went a spring early and you played a spring sport, but then I know you were contemplating playing indoor when COVID happened. Everybody's getting this extra year and this that. So talk me through like what that spring was like for you because you were probably playing beach right right when COVID hit or were you done? Uh, yeah, so right when COVID hit, um, we were supposed to be on a flight to Hawaii and literally like, like NBA canceled, oh, this canceled, like just everything, one after another. I just remember sitting in the gym by myself, just sobbing and I just like, but I'm like shook. Like I felt like I almost, I'm like numb, but like I know I'm like sad. I'm like, what do you do? Cause like I was planning on going, like continuing playing volleyball right. and because all the sports were ending, it's like what do I do? You know, that's been our life the entire time. Like I planned on going afterwards and who, like no one would have prepped you for COVID or like canceling all the sports. Like no one knew when it was going to come back, if they were going to come back. So it was just like such a shock and really just like not knowing what was next was terrifying in itself. Um, but then I was planning on doing my fifth year indoor. So then, um, once I kind of, I don't know how many weeks that was and then I started doing indoor it was just straight like we had to wear gloves and we had to wear um, masks during practice and being micromanaged again I hated it <laughs> because okay for beach it was a little different you had like you and your partner you only had to run an eye on keep each other accountable like we were obviously a team but it was like a little different um, dynamic and then like for coaching and stuff like we I feel like in a sense we were still like adults, like um, the captains had a lot of responsibility, hey, make sure all everything's like running right or like everyone has every all the forms in or if you need jerseys or whatever, like we made sure so that we didn't have to like micromanage and like, I don't know, the coaches and whatnot. So I feel like going back to indoor was a huge struggle for yeah. me. I was just like, this time, like your entire day is planned out exactly and then it has to be like this. And also my body hurt so bad. That's another thing. I'm so happy I went beach because I don't think I could have done four years indoor. Well, there's no way. I got my body clearly couldn't. (laughs) No, I just, I already know it would be such a struggle. Um, But then once they announced that there was going to be no NCAA championships, I was, that was my only year there. So honestly, I would just be like a practice player helping those girls for the next year. So I didn't feel like I had any purpose because I was there to like help them get to the NCAA. Like that was like the goal and whatnot. So with none of the tournaments or anything happen happening, mm-hmm. um, I felt like it was best for me to leave, which was really hard because that was again, like leaving volleyball, the only thing I knew. Um, and then with COVID, yeah, all the gyms were shut down. I had so many outdoor like workouts with like some of my friends in the areas and stuff, just trying to like continue that. Yeah. Um, I took up painting and like art again because I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I feel like that She's was a great like, artist, by the way. <laughs> I feel like that was just like another like random outlet. I just was kept continually like finding like outlets to kind of like 
numb or deal with the weirdness that yeah. like happened that was like happening by you. Yeah. It was I was in Mexico actually, like when the world basically shut down. I was on spring break and I didn't have phone service for like four days and literally the world just like turned around. Like COVID was kind of being talked about before we left uh-huh. and then we come back and have service. I missed a team call like canceling our spring season. I had like hundreds of text messages like I don't text people I'm not cool like that and I don't leave like unopened messages like I open up I get rid of all my notifications like hundreds of messages like group text with the team like people just like asking if I'm like okay if I'm gonna get home like Like, I swear like well like crazy thinking about that and like especially now like of what it has like become or like just kind of dragged on or just like it's just another type of like flu at this point but like teams were pulled off the court in like march madness like can you imagine like nothing else has happened in our lifetimes like probably ever in our lifetimes in the next couple hundred years i feel like (laughs) nothing that crazy is gonna happen like it is just wild like thinking back to it but after that so i got back from mexico and i like stayed it we our spring break got extended first because it was like when they didn't know how serious this was mm-hmm. so our spring break first just got extended we didn't get the whole semester canceled yet and so i stayed in california a couple extra days with my friend and i was like and then my parents were like Monero, like they're starting to cancel flights like get home i'm like oh you're being stuck out here with me you're like i'm okay but being stuck on the beach I, this doesn't sound bad right i was in san diego where one of my friends from Notre Dame is from so San Diego was nice yeah I'm like I was like uh I think I might San Diego I'm crazy sorry but like I might stay here but no then I went home and then I obviously never went back to school I actually did get to go back to school to get my stuff out of my dorm so like crazy kids like would just have to have random people go into their dorms and like pack it up for them so i was like i'm not having some random do that yeah, so i was like i'll drive there because it's a quick 45 minutes for me so i drove packed up my stuff like when they announced that the semester was over and that was like the only time i was there um but actually we started doing like workouts we did like zoom workouts as a team and we're like hopeful that we were going to have a fall season um and then literally a month or two into that that's when I like hurt my back I had had back issues that fall but it wasn't anything serious I knew my discs were starting to bulge but like nothing major and then I just did like physical therapy and was still practicing playing whatnot and then I don't know one day I just like randomly tweaked it the wrong way I think I know what I was doing I was like you know when you start on the ground before you like get up and do sprints mm-hmm. I think I was like doing something like that and I like pushed off and must have just like not been engaging my core the right way or doing something yeah but I just feel like that was like the final struck it's like within the next couple of days I literally couldn't even like stretch I couldn't get up and do like anything like it just got worse and worse and then by like the third day or something my whole left leg had like gone numb because it was pinching my sciatic nerve it was like when your legs asleep but like times a hundred like I couldn't sleep through the night like all these it was like the one of the worst things that I went through so I don't know if that honestly kind of distracted me from like COVID in the beginning or if I was just like getting thrown into both things but like it really was just a focus on like my back and trying to get healthy and then you're trying to put out fires like yeah no literally it was like school trying to like mentally be okay to do school but I'm like in all this pain with my back because I didn't want to obviously have surgery like I was like 21 years old at the time like what 21 year old has back surgery so I was like doing physical therapy and it was like helping some but not much and then I got a couple cortisone shots which did start to like alleviate a little bit of the numbness but it was like still there so then that's like what ultimately led to like needing the surgery so I didn't do like permanent nerve damage Mm -hmm. um so it was like March or April to like July I think is when I finally had surgery so I feel like for COVID for me I just kind of felt pretty disconnected because then I was going back to volleyball when I got back there but obviously you know like the fall season wasn't really there but we actually did play the ACC did play some games and that was like 
such a mess and I felt bad for my teammates. They literally got there at the beginning of August, played all the way till like Thanksgiving, had like a month off and then we actually played in the spring and had the tournament at the end of the spring. So they played for like a year straight and like I felt so bad for them. And like, I don't know if you've, I know you've never had any major injuries, but have you ever like had to sit out at like any point in time? Not, there was one time where I like really hurt my shoulder, but it was like, I had enough time that I, I like did rehab, I just like pushed through. I didn't like, I, I'm, I'm sure there's something wrong. Right, right. We all have those few things. The know. worst one is, I guess I've never set out. I had food, food poisoning the day before we flew up to TCU. I was on IVs um, right before the plane when we got in on IVs and my coach still made me play. And then I passed, I remember I was so weak that I went inside, passed out inside. They just like left me in there. And I was like, okay, that's the game. We won the game. (laughs) (laughs) But I just remember being like dead, but I was like, I would, but also I was just like, we're not, we're not going out. I have never missed a game for anything. Well, kudos to you because I'm glad you don't have to know, be a part of the Crip gang, know the crippled life because it's hard. And I think for my senior year, was super hard because I had just been nominated as a captain and that year we actually had done it as like a team vote so I was like mm. super excited about it because my whole experience at Notre Dame I never played as many minutes as like I wanted to play but the fact that like everybody still saw me as a leader like was a great opportunity for me and then COVID hit and then my back <laughs> hit so it's like we had to monitor how many people were in the gym we had to wear masks we had to be distanced from everybody and I was injured so like I wasn't even like going through the shit with them as much because I wasn't playing at that time so it was kind of hard and it was just weird I'm sure and then spring was still weird and like school was weird. I don't know COVID really just had a damper on like I mean I was to be honest I was kind of over college I don't know about mm-hmm. you I was kind of ready for like the next chapter by like the end of it so I was kind of like already moving on and then I feel like when COVID hit it just like made it's it like, less right. less normal mm-hmm. so well I'm sure like too like going from like high school and club like we're always playing like every game like starting and then yeah. like college hits and it's like you're constantly competing like everyone's trying to take your position yeah. everyone you know and then it's like yeah, it was, back to the stressors yes no there was a lot of constant stress <laughs> and that's what I think like my biggest takeaway from like moving here or just like you had mentioned like you're in the chapter of your life of like what do I enjoy doing or like what do I want my life to look like I realized I was in like such an unhealthy state (laughs) for like so long just like being in that constant like your nervous system like can't take it like Mm -hmm. I do so much research about that like to help with like anxiety and all that so like to know what our nervous systems were under with like the pressure from our sport, the pressure we put on ourselves of school, this, other relationships, other things in our family or life, and like just how I woke up those days and just like went and did what I did and like did not think twice of it. And like you said, like coping mechanisms, not healthy ones being there, yeah, like no. it's just a real like reflection of mm-hmm. What and I feel like it went across the board for like so many athletes too. Like I had a good friend that went to like Florida State and before their conditioning test, like it was so extreme that like girl, like just being so nervous for it, like girls would just throw up before they even started it yeah. because they knew the troubles yeah. it would be. Like it was just like I don't know, just hearing that and just like knowing like what other athletes go through too, and just like oh, yeah. and it's sad. Uh, that's rough. It's tough for sure. It definitely makes a different type of person. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you've seen it. Like, I feel like it's helped me so much, like, in this chapter of my life or, like, work in general. Mm-hmm. Like, and I see it come full circle now of, like, why people appreciate having, like, student athletes work for them just because there are different, like, characteristics that we learn, especially being, like, in team sports. Absolutely. But at the time, man. <laughs> but I am curious for you. I always. Or I'm not going to say my answer first. I'm going to ask you, do you think that, like, the body image or the stress or just, like, kind of the negative college sports experience happens um, more for men or females? 
body image? Not just body image, just like a negative experience like with their sport in college. I feel like, I feel like both sexes have a lot of biosmorphia, eating disorders. I just think females, um, maybe, I wouldn't say like more, I would say maybe we talk about it a little more or maybe like bring a little bit more notice to it. Um, And especially for certain um, sports that show a lot of skin, like I, like um, a lot of the divers and swimmers, a lot of them, male and female, they both, they had like a lot of eating disorders and stuff. Um, And especially like I know like a lot of my team did because we're always at bikinis, we're always, you know, like, and, um, and then, like coaches, you know, might not always, you know, bring a light on your body image that day, and it's like, oh, and then you take it personal, and it's like, right. okay, I need to change this, and that's a bad cycle, yeah, yeah. But no, I know a lot of like men, um, also too, have like a ton of different like eating disorders and biosmorphia, and they just like, I don't feel like talk about it as much, or maybe they don't feel. I don't think, like, when we were in school, too, it was really known to, like, talk about it. I feel like guys weren't allowed to, like, kind of have a show that, like, emotional side, in a sense, too. But um, I definitely have had, like, conversations with some of them, and it's legit. Yeah. No, I think it's hard, and I think that's, like, a really good point. I mean, we also touched on mental health, and I know a lot of people go through things mentally because it's just a big change, more pressures, and that physical pressure. But yeah, I think guys sadly don't talk about it and don't talk about it to each other. Because I don't know about you, but like, I feel like it was openly known, like in our locker room, like the shit we were going through and we were all going through it together. So like, my unhealthy coping mechanism for college, like we would all just laugh it off and like join in like numbers together, like we're going through it together and like made the most of it. But, like, I don't feel like guys are like that. Like, I don't think they want to seem, like, weak to each other. Yeah. So they can't talk about those mental health things. They can't talk about their physical appearance. And if you can, like, I'm not generalizing everybody, but if you can, like, kudos to you because, like, more people do need to talk about it and it needs to be more talked about so that everyone is comfortable. And I think it has started to change. But then I also feel like there's even more pressures now because of social media, NIL, like everything that's going on. So it just like adds more of a light at mm-hmm. like such a young age. Yeah. Well, I think that's when also like the substance abuse comes into play and like, you know, how much alcohol. I know like I even went through a phase of just like when things are right, like, oh, drink, you know, like, yeah. you know, a, and lot, I, of college a, kids a lot of college cope kids. With that you know, I feel like everyone's like, oh, because it's party. And I feel like, well, a lot of it is underlining by like, depression and like right. your body like there's so many issues and stressors that's like okay I feel like I have to now go black out to you know yeah. reset to whatever <laughs> friends of yours that were blacking out the most <laughs> probably needed you to check on them so you yes. should check on them you should check For on them real. when do you feel like your relationship like really like started with him actually like I feel like this whole conversation is like perfect to bring it in because I mean, I had always grown up, like, being religious. Like, we went to church as kids and, like, Bible study and whatnot. But as sports picked up, like, we didn't go every Sunday and this and that and didn't really, like, do much at, our at like, home. Um, but then college, when I was kind of, like, hitting rock bottom with everything, like, and I feel like that's when most people, like, get close yeah. with God. Like, you literally have nothing else to resort to. Mm-hmm. Um but actually one of my teammates was going to this church because I'm not Catholic, nothing against Catholics, but I'm not Catholic. So I wasn't going to church on campus, but one of my friends on my team was going to another church in South Bend and she just like had invited me and one of my other teammates. I think it was like around Easter or something and we had to stay for whatever reason what I was drinking for. I won't get into it. <laughs> but so I went with her and like, I just got hooked. Like I fell in love with that church and I still love it today. Like. There were times when I lived at home where I was like, do I want to drive 45 minutes just so I can like go to that church? Just because I like loved it. And I'm like so thankful, South Bend City Church. So thankful for them because, <laughs> right? But um, that, I think that was my spring of my freshman year, if not my sophomore year. I'm pretty sure it was my freshman year. I needed it. <laughs> I needed it the whole time I was there. But yeah, so then I pretty much... The fall, it was tough because we'd play on Sundays, so I couldn't go. 
Um, but basically, any time we didn't have a game, any spring season, like, I was going um, to church or, like, the summers I was there. And I don't, I wouldn't say I, like, really had a relationship with him. I mean, I, like, pray, I read my devotional here and there, and then I was, like, going to church. But I wouldn't say I was, like, doing something every day out of the week or really into my relationship with God, getting to know him better. Um, but I would say once I graduated, I, as I had, like, more time listening to more podcasts, some of the podcasts I listened to, and honestly, for me, like, hitting rock bottom, also, like, breakups always <laughs> bring me closer to God, like, I work on myself so much after a breakup, like, I just internalize everything, and I'm just, like, okay, what do I need to do better, what is this, this, and, like, was I being this person I said I wanted to be, and whatnot, and so, back to, like, the podcast, and I don't know if you've ever, Stephanie Mae Wilson, she has a couple books and podcasts, like, I'll send her to you. Okay. But um, she was one of the first people I actually started listening to. My mom showed me her. But she had, like, some about, like, going through breakups or whatever. But she is, like, faith a faith-based podcast and, like, mm-hmm. talks – it's, like, girls' night or something is what it's called. So it's just a bunch of different topics. Yeah. But one of the ones at the time was literally, like, about breakups. And it was right when I was, like, going through a breakup. And it just, like, clicked with me. So I just, like – and my sad days was listening to them like all day while I was working like just trying to get through the day um but yeah no so definitely like breakups also bring me closer to God but I would say now I mean this past year I really am I just kind of made it an intention for this new year like my focus is like financials and work and like my relationship with God and like I don't think I can hit my goals that I have for myself if I don't like have the best relationship I've ever had with him Mm -hmm. and I don't know I just think it's nice to like have something to like believe in that's like bigger than us and just like having faith and like hope that like all things are gonna just kind of work out so that's kind of my experience but I know yours has been a little different. I know college was hard for you because of like who you were surrounded with. So I'm kind of curious to hear how yours has gone. Yeah. Because we go to the same church now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so growing up, obviously, like Bible camp and, you know, um, just always going to church and stuff. And then once club started, kind of getting away from that a little bit. And then um, actually during probably, probably all of college, honestly, like, um, my roommates and like my team after the seniors class left after my freshman year so like sophomore on no one was religious like ever like you know it was not a thing like very opposite of like God um, so I think I really and things happened during those times that were so frustrating that I'm like if this wouldn't have happened if you're like this thing these things wouldn't have happened to me so I had, I had so much like frustration like built up um, so I feel like I brought that. I kind of like blamed him in a sense for so many things. And then I got into a really bad relationship. And then like, you know, um, things just kind of kept escalating and whatnot. I tried to, he was also kind of religious um, in a sense. And <laughs> I did any quotes because, you know, I feel like there's people who, you know, post a little Bible verse yes. and not act on um yes. there's a difference yes. between a person of God and having a relationship yes. with God. Absolutely. Know the difference. Know the difference. So, you know, like trying to be like closer and like trying to bring our relationship closer and then things just obviously were very, very like toxic and whatnot. And eventually, long story short, got to a breaking point of like a low of lows. And I just remember one night of just um, from that relationship, really just falling to my knees and just like praying and being like, praying my way out of it. And I was like, like I can't go through this anymore, type of deal. Um, and then, so I mean, it's, it's been a journey since then, but oh my goodness, like my since then and like this last like year or so, just being closer with him, I have learned my self worth that I, I never even realized I, like, you know, like, yeah. being closer to him, even just, like, the relationships people I keep around me now of, like, you know, having the same views and values are, like, so, so important to me, and, 
like just even myself of like holding myself accountable and just like knowing my own worth. And I think that's something I struggled with for a long time of just like either letting people use me or just not standing up for myself. And I think I found that through him. Like he's helped me through like finding it, like going to church and whatnot, like literally picking me off the ground. It's just like, it's been wonderful sense like my blessings and everything like don't around there's times where I'm like I don't know what's happening <laughs> like what's next but just like staying positive like it always works out like he always finds a way like always always like been there so I don't know I just I want more people and more friends so like just know the power that it holds and stuff too and just like how your perspective changes too and just like how you view things and so I wish that's something that like everyone can value and like I feel like we still have so much growth to do like in our journey too and like me personally and I'm just like so excited for it yeah. that's the thing like I'm just like I feel like we just have started like touching like the tip like, of the yeah, like, okay because I feel like like roughly the same like you you're a little earlier than me but still just like these new chapters and everything it's like right. wow like we're still so young yeah. like we have so much to like start yeah. I feel like time. I was like dancing like dipping my toes in the water for like a <laughs> yeah. long time like always it's like yeah believe in God but like really dedicating like time the past like mm-hmm. year or two out of my life and I agree the company you keep like really shows and like I agree like I literally got the chills with like what you're saying because like I can like relate to that so much and kind of my own personal experience and it's just crazy I always say like you had mentioned just the blessings and like I say he always answers your prayers it just mm-hmm. might not be how you expect them to never how you expect like, it. you want these things in your life and you want it to be x y and z mm-hmm. but like he's gonna deliver and it's gonna be in an even better way than you like think it is yeah. so like I think that's why it's so helpful on like your outlook on things because it's like having so much trust and faith in something like if say I want to do this and like it doesn't happen like I just keep in my mind that like later on something better is going to come right in the right time like I wasn't ready right yeah or like he's going off suddenly better that's why I feel like now it's it's so much easier like I don't know, even like job interviews or anything or opportunities, like when you want it so bad and it doesn't happen, you're like, okay. Like, I feel like I take it so much better now than I used to. I used to like stress or be like so anxious for things. And it's like, it's okay. Like if it was meant to be, it was meant to be. And it's like, if I'm not prepared for that, that means I still need, I still have learning to do. Right. You know, and I still need to learn these things before I can have the opportunity or something, you know? It's so much more beneficial than like holding on and like wondering why it didn't work out for you or what Mm -hmm. you should have done better. Because like some days, like we do everything we can and like it doesn't work out and like, it's really just truly not meant for us, so. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, I think that wraps it up. Are you ready to dive into the... The final five, the fast five. Are you ready? They start off kind of lighthearted, funny, and then they get a little serious. But first one, when was the last time you peed yourself because you laughed so hard at something? <laughs> what? Oh... <laughs> I don't know where this question came from, but it is going to be one of the questions. (laughs) I feel like I was drinking. I think it might have been my birthday. I think I was, I was drinking and we, I was like dancing and we were just like cracking. I get like the giggles, like when I like start to laugh and I'm like slap happy and then it just. I probably, that was probably it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You messed up a little bit when we had to hide the other day outside of my apartment. I was like crying, <laughs> laughing, and I, and I was like squatting. So I was like, oh. <laughs> no, I get like when I get slap happy, like there's no stopping the tears yeah. or anything. Oh, just, that's like, a good laugh. Like a good oh, laugh. Like your face hurts. Mm-hmm. Like oh, good for the soul. Yes. All right. Second question. What is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning and the last thing you do before you go to bed? First thing I do... Honestly, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. And then before I go to bed, um, I try... Before I go to bed, I reflect on my day. Um, and then I've been trying to do better recently with like prayer, too, of like reflecting of like myself and like others and then 
um, just like I am like what I'm grateful for, like for anything that's like going on. Are there any like certain reflection questions you ask yourself, or are you just kind of like think about your day? Um, I try. I'm trying to be better with not letting others affect me and like their inner child, like what they're going through, and like just reacting. Uh, we're not like reacting to people, I guess, in a sense, but just being better of being saying true to like me and not projecting in any way. Number three, what was a key takeaway or something you realized throughout this conversation that might have just like clicked for you now or something new, different perspective? Hmm. That's new? Or just a different way of thinking about something? Different way. Um, I would say, I don't know, I'm kind of going back to like the religion thing and like everyone's on their own journey. Um, just everyone I talk to and like how people perceive things and like how they're dealing with things like also we don't understand what other people are going through like we don't know like people you know someone's crossing the street and they're like all frustrated and like oh, why are they you know right. it's like they could be having the worst day of their entire lives and like we don't like realize it too so just like I don't know just knowing like everyone's on their own journey and their path and just giving everyone kind of like grace for that yeah no, I agree. That's a huge thing. I feel like we all, like, as humans, are, like, selfish and are, like, we're the center of our world, so we just assume we're, like, the center of everyone else's. So I catch myself doing that, too. Yeah. It's like, if somebody, I, I think I take it more personal, like, if somebody doesn't get back to me on something or this or that, I'm like, okay, they could have 30 other things going on in their lives, and, like, something hor horrible could be going on right now. So, like, mm -hmm. them not responding has nothing to do with you. Like, there might be something else going on, but, yeah. yeah. I totally. Yeah. And not being like quick to judge. Yeah. Too. And I feel like that's. Yes. It's the only hit the practice, I realize. Yes. Asking God to help me with that. Yes. <laughs> All right. And then what is something. Oh, what is something you are grateful for? Talk about your gratitude at oh. night, but what is one thing? Um. Honestly, to be living the life I live, like, here, like, I never would have even imagined, we, you know, like, leaving my small town, and, like, now I have, you know, a great apartment and friends, and, like, I live, like, the weather's beautiful here, and, like, there's just so many things to be grateful for that, like, sometimes you just have to take a step back and just kind of, like, look at your life, and, like, how far you've come, and all the work you put in, like, oh, like, God is great, like, he has made everything happen, and, like, you know, you're like, oh, I wish I had this or that. And it's like, oh, like, look what I have now. You yeah. know, just like being grateful for everything. Yeah, no, that's huge. Well, I appreciate hearing that because you've been here for what, like six years now? Yeah. Seven, maybe. And I just moved here. So I'm like still pinching myself. <laughs> but the fact that you still love it here, like, mm -hmm. that's good. And I think that is a huge thing to touch on, especially here, living where we do, like, there's always the next best thing, next best thing, and like just wanting more. And like, it was great to move out here wanting this and wanting something more for myself, but now being here surrounded by all like the money and things that we are, like it can get you a little caught up. So like being like, oh, where was I a year ago? And like, I'm here now and I did all this for myself. And like, mm -hmm. I think I had that whole kind of come to Jesus moment with myself like on my birthday I was like Monroe you have like so much to be thankful for and so much to be proud of like there are a lot of other things you want to accomplish but like you'll get there when you're supposed to get there right and I like hearing like what you like what material things you have too because I feel like a lot of people out here like identify you as like your material and, and taking like the experiences in yeah so I feel like that's the like biggest I'm an experience person me too like, take me on a trip take yeah. me to do this and that like just genuinely enjoying people's company mm -hmm. like that's huge to me all right and last but not least what is one thing that you need to give yourself more credit for Sometimes like, okay, you're doing good. 
Yeah, I think that can naturally be your personality, but also being an athlete, we're always like yeah. trying to be the best of the best. But mm -hmm. hey, we worked together for a short <laughs> blip of time, and you're a hard worker, and I always oh, knew that, I but I got to witness it. <laughs> I appreciate that, of course. But that wraps it up. Are there any final words or message you want to give off to the people before we go? Oh, um... Do everything with love. Second Corinthians sixteen fourteen. Everything with love. I love that. You guys know I love love, and we're all about the love. So that was a perfect way to end it. Thank you, Hannah, for being here. This has been great. Bye. Oh, I love that. That was beautiful. And I got.